What's going on, guys? It's Dave, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Deion Sanders country, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has exactly what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Backslash WinBet, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Shout out my my biggest fan, my son Jacob. He watches the show and he loves calling me Dynasty Dorks now. Um, <laughs> we are right on the brink of fantasy football playoffs. Some people's seasons are over. Um, with the rookies, we've been doing rookie reports throughout the year. Now we have, you know, we're past the third semester and we are rolling towards those final grades of rookie seasons. Some people have improved their odds. Some people have decreased their value. We're going to talk to you about some dynasty rookie stock reports and uh, you know, make sure you guys subscribe, make sure you guys uh, give us a like, throw us your fantasy football questions. We appreciate it. And uh, Brad, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm spicing it up tonight. I'm drinking some wine and a sleeveless shirt just to put it in perspective for everybody. A little bit, a little bit different for me today. Uh, I was on dad duty. My wife had a cardiology appointment, so she was out uh, all day long, not eating all woozy and all that. So I, I took care of dinner. My son and I did some dancing upstairs. I opened a nice bottle of wine. I said, it's time to talk some football. So there we go. Here we are. Yeah, here we well, are. Today we're going to talk about, like I said, Dynasty Stock Report. We're going to go through a few different trades to show you some values. And uh, we're going to start off with the quarterback. So let's just kick it right off. Kenny Pickett is, I wouldn't say the only quarterback to talk about, but he was the only first-round pick in this draft. He most likely was the only first-round quarterback in your Superflex drafts. Some drafts he slipped into the second, even in Superflex. Um, Kenny Pickett, let's talk about it. I actually like him. I, I think he gets disrespected a little bit. He's got some legs on him that's a little under, you know, people don't realize he's get averaging about 20, 22 to 23 yards rushing. And that's been a range, you know, he's had anywhere from, you know, close to 80 yards down to, you know, 15 and anywhere in between that. So that coupled with the fact that guy's got pretty good completion percentage for a rookie, he's about hovering around 65% completion percentage. And that that's a guy that, you know, we were kind of low on, I guess, coming into the dynasty season. Like you said, he fell into the second round. I didn't fade him. Maybe I'm I'm a horrible dynasty player. I don't think I am, right? Or we wouldn't be talking on this pod. But look, I there was a draft I took him at 101. There was a draft I took him at 106 where I own both the 101 and the 106. Uh, and I, I'm comfortable with that. I, I think he's shown that he's going to be the future quarterback of that organization, and he's got some pieces around him in George Pickens if he can get his head out of his ass, 
uh, and not be a troublemaker, which I'm starting to get a little concerned about. They got a really good running back in Najee Harris. They got Deontay Dropson. Uh, and hopefully they address that offensive line this year. So I think we've got some good things to come. And when you can get him for, you know, a Jeff Wilson and a first, a late 23 first, I wouldn't make that an early 23 first if I could. I'm taking that deal to get a quarterback that I can plug in my super flex, right? Do I want Kenny Pickett to be my number one quarterback? Probably not. I think he's going to live in that 12 to 15 range in the grand scheme of things with maybe some of those boom weeks in there, uh, depending on who the matchup is. But I, I think he's that 12 to 15 range. And when I can get a guy like that for the foreseeable future, uh, at least three more years before they have to worry about re-signing him and that kind of thing, I think that's value that's worth it when you can move that late 23 first for him. Yeah. And so um, we saw Baker Mayfield wave today. Um, you know, the experiment over there is just not, not going well for Carolina. They have Sam Darnold. They have Baker Mayfield. Well, had Baker Mayfield. Both will be free agents next year. PJ Walker is also a free agent next year. The only guy left on the roster is Matt Corral. The Panthers are also picking. I think they moved up yesterday by losing and the Lions winning. The, the draft is not draft order is not complete right now. But uh, what are your thoughts about Matt Corral? Do you think there's anything uh, anything that people should be looking into? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look into his medicals to see if he would be cleared in time to play at all this season. I don't know if he would actually be able to, but I got to imagine with that quarterback situation, if he ends up being able to play maybe the last couple games of the season and they can get a little bit of glimpse of him and his legs and his, his ability to make plays on the run, they may take that shot. And if they like what they see, maybe they look to move back in the draft or address some of the other needs that they clearly have right now. And that team really on both sides of the ball all over the place. So um, do I think he's going to be the starting quarterback for them next season? I think it's a long shot. We talked a little bit about that um, on, I think, Sunday pregame show. We talked a little bit about Matt Corral. Uh, and the more I think about it, the more I think it's a little bit of a long shot uh, based on draft capital and the situation and where they're going to be picking. So. Yeah, and I do believe he's on the season-ending IR with that foot injury. And, um, you know, as far as uh, they were on bye this week, so they didn't get a, a win or a loss. So I don't think they actually moved up or down the roster, up or down the, the draft order. A guy I want to talk about is Desmond Ritter. Uh, and I think you may see Desmond Ritter this year. The Atlanta Falcons are on bye next week. And, you know, I talked about it in the uh, earlier in the season – Bye weeks are always a natural transition, so I would not be surprised if you hear halfway through the week the beat reporters start talking about they, they've seen Desmond Ritter taking first snaps, and then you're going to see him in there. Obviously, the Falcons have nothing to really play for. They're all but mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but Mariota obviously is, you know, he's not, he's not the answer. He is typically... He's the reason they lose the game. Um, they're second in rushing in the entire league. The defense has been much better than, than expected. But at the end of the game, when it comes down to it, they need to you know, keep sustain a drive to keep the other team off the field, or they need to go down the field and get a field goal. He always seems to get a turnover. And so that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for a first down or a touchdown, not a turnover. And it's just, you know, um, 
He's he just looks indecisive back there. The arm strength is just not, you know, not there. And uh the mobility is gonna get worse and worse as he gets a little bit older. So I think he continue to be a backup in, in somewhere. But Desmond Ritter, they have to see what they got. The Atlanta Falcons are gonna be picking pretty early in the draft next year. They're sitting right now at the 10 spot, which could get better if they lose a couple games. They're just two losses of being the the second pick. I mean, they they they're a lot closer to being the first pick overall than being the the Super Bowl champs. And so, um, you know, Kyle Pitts is out for the year. They've lost some other key pieces. We'll see. Uh, let's let's talk to the sponsors and then go back to the running backs. Uh, first one I want to talk to you about again is Win. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the in, in the same game parlays, WinBet is the perfect home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet the way you want. Great promos, odds, payouts are making it are, are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet hundred dollars and you win hundred dollars. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's just so that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast back it's backslash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be twenty or older. And present in a play in a state where playthrough win bet win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call one 4700 Yeah, and we are back with Underdog Fantasy. And if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a one hundred percent deposit match for up to one hundred dollars when you use our promo code SGPN. All you have to do is go to UnderdogFantasy.com and put in the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly battle royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. So again, go to UnderdogFantasy.com and use our promo code SGPN. Can't wait to go check in on all my underdog, uh, my teams. I, I haven't looked at any of my best ball. I'm going to wait and just open it up like Christmas. Yeah, I know at the oh, end yeah. of the season here. So see what happens, right? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. They Dave Klug said if you have if you have a few teams if, if you don't have any teams that you hate, you're not doing it right. So I made sure <laughs> I had a few I loved, a few I hated. Um, so let's talk about running backs. The obvious is Brees Hall. Brees Hall went out with an injury, and so he's a piece right now that's sitting on your roster. That if you're a contender, you're probably a little tempted to move. Um, because you're you're trying to get that edge with the competition without giving up a piece that's going to help you right now. What are some trades that are going on right now for Brees Hall? There's one in particular that I absolutely love because for most individuals who have Jonathan Taylor on their squad, he's been a disappointment. And most likely, you're either low in the playoff standings or you might be missing the playoffs. I know in the two leagues that I have Jonathan Taylor, I am not making the playoffs with him right now. And if I can move him for Brees Hall and two seconds for Jonathan Taylor, I am smashing that trade all day, every day, taking Brees Hall and those two seconds in 2023 to go and add some depth in the wide receiver core, maybe a tight end, something like that out of this 2023 
class that is a pretty deep class, which we'll get into into the offseason, obviously. So I think the value is there for Brees Hall right now when you can make moves like that for him. Yeah, I told you I traded Brees Hall. I had Brees Hall and Cooper Cup moved them for Saquon Barkley and Chris Godwin. Um, so, you know, again, it's someone that it, it's hard to do that. Um, and then on the other side, if you're looking to flip and you're like, you know, I already traded, you know, I I, I want to, you know, I want to get Brees Hall on my team. You can go and send somebody like, you know, a Jonathan Taylor, get those pieces back or other, other players. Like right now you could sell Josh Jacobs for Brees Hall plus. And like you can take advantage of the market right now and get Brees Hall on your squad for the future. He's still just 22 years old. He's coming off an ACL injury, but this guy is an absolute stud. And that Jets offense, I mean, no matter what running back is behind there, it looks pretty good uh, as long as Zach Wilson's not quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's leading all rookie running backs in fantasy points, and he's leading all rookie running backs in yards after contact. So, I mean, he's the real deal. If you didn't get to watch him, go back and just watch some clips even to get your mind right because the dude was – he's legitimate. Now let's talk about Ken Walker. Yesterday he had a mild foot sprain. Um, they're saying he's likely to play this week, um, which makes me nervous because ETN was good to go yesterday, and he obviously wasn't good to go. Um, so with Ken Walker, he's someone that's come on strong. He's had a rough couple of weeks. Um, he's more he, – he goes for that big play, and so sometimes he gets you some of those negative yards or he gets some of those, you know, some of those lower games – but obviously he, he's had some huge performances this year. Ken Walker is someone that some people had him as the 102 in their standard drafts. Some people said that's way too high. I'll only take him if he drops to 1.6 or 1.7, which obviously most leagues he wasn't. Um, and then after he started blowing up, people are putting him over Brees Hall in their dynasty rankings. And so things are starting to settle in a little bit. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Ken Walker? Yeah, I, they're very close for me. And I think stability and, and volatility is the reason why, right? You look at the New York Jets and that organization. Yes, I agree. Brees Hall and any running back in that system look good. But there is some question marks around the quarterback situation and everything else. Very similar to Seattle. Do they re-sign Geno? Do they draft a rookie? What does that situation look like a little bit? Do they bring back Rashad Penny on a one-year deal just for some insurance? What does that look like? I'm not fading either one of these guys, but they're a little bit closer to me in rankings uh, between you know what I would be willing to give up for Kenneth Walker versus Brees Hall than I think I had originally planned on coming into the 2022 season. Uh, his value is a little bit different, though, than what you're seeing uh, Brees Hall go for. So, Traylon, this is a very interesting trade for me. And if you're going to do a blockbuster, this is the way to do it, in my eyes. Traylon Burks and Jamar Chase for Kenneth Walker and two firsts. Would you move Kenneth Walker and two firsts for Traylon Burks and Jamar Chase, or would you rather hold Kenneth Walker at that price? Uh, I mean, I'm taking the Jamar Chase side, but I need to I need to know where those firsts are. If it's too late first and Kenneth Walker, I'm taking the Jamar Chase side, and you're basically getting Traylon Burks for free in my eyes. Um, so, um, like I said, I, I, I think Chase has a lot of value, and he can pull in 
that kind of an offer. And that's why I like Jamar Chase, because you're not getting something like that unless you're trading away Jamar Chase. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Jamar Chase side, but I, I it's it's interesting. It is very interesting because typically in a rebuild, you you want to address the wide receiver position first and yeah. you want to have draft capital. But in this situation, you got to pick and choose. Right. And maybe they're a contending team. Look at ah, crap. Kenneth Walker just hurt his ankle a little bit. We're not sure what the next couple weeks looks like or his foot. I'm sorry, not his ankle. I'm going to move to get Jamar Chase to be able to plug because maybe Kenneth Walker is in a flex or whatever. Um, so that's interesting. But typically in that rebuild, you don't want to give up picks for the wide receiver. You want to add wide receivers and picks by moving those running backs. So it's a it's an interesting move. Makes you wonder a little bit uh, around what the status of each team is. Like you said, where are those first? If they're early, maybe you lean the Kenneth Walker side. If they're mid to late, maybe you lean the Jamar Chase side. Um, but he's definitely bringing a pretty decent amount of value if you look at that trade in particular. Yeah, and the next guy, and we're really going by by fantasy points per game. And so Pickett is at 13.2. Then Brees Hall's at 13.7. Ken Walker, 11.9. Then Damian Pierce is at 10.4. Um, we'll get a couple more running backs in here. Damian Pierce, he's, he's really fallen off the last few weeks. And if you went to trade, if you want to trade him now, you're not going to get the same value you did um, a few weeks ago. And I knew it. I, I knew it. I, I was trying so hard to get a 23 first and nobody would offer. And a guy sent me a 20, I told you a 23 second and yep. Terry McLaurin, it was in a mid to late second. And I was like, all right, screw it. And then, you know, I ended up having to throw in Kyron Williams as well. Um, so I, you know, I got a third in the deal as well. And so, Traded Kyron Williams and Damian Pierce for a second, a third, and Terry McLaurin. Feeling pretty good about that. And I, I don't think I could get that deal for Damian Pierce right now. His stock has really gone down. And, you know, with his draft capital and his, he's, you know, he's, he had some juice like the first couple plays of the game. But, like, I don't know. I, I could easily see them bring somebody in that either surpasses him or at least is a, a a problem, you know, very James Robinson-esque situation. And, uh, you know, you could see some turnover there, not only the quarterback position, but other positions. What are your thoughts about Damian Pierce? Yeah, I don't think he's replaceable like James Robinson was. He was still a fourth-round draft pick, whereas James Robinson was undrafted uh, and had to fight to make the team a little bit. So I think the situation is a little bit different. And I just see him as a better running back as James Robinson. I think he is that first and second down back. Are they going to bring somebody in? Yes. They're going to bring somebody in that can take over that pass catching role, that can take over that third down role. But I think he solidified himself as a first and second down runner, which makes him such a situational starter. Uh, just like you moved him, I moved him last week to go and obtain Josh Jacobs. So I packaged him in a deal with Debo Samuel to go get Josh Jacobs and Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, you know, so I, I think you you need to package him to get the value that you really need to get or want to get out of a guy who you probably should have sold and we probably should have sold three or four weeks ago before he hit this roadblock. Uh, but I don't think he's a replaceable asset for the Houston Texans. Uh, so I, I am a little bit higher on him, but the value is it, I think, at its peak right now. 
The disrespect to James Robinson. Ah, <laughs> what, what, what do you what do you got for a trade for us with Damian Pierce? Yeah, so Damian Pierce and a first uh, for Saquon Barkley. Um, so very interesting kind of trade. Uh, again, are you trying to get out? Are you in a rebuild type situation where you're looking to add picks and youth? Uh, I personally think that's a middle of the road offer for Saquon, which is why I chose it. Uh, you know, you can probably get better and there are probably trip. Well, there are traits that are worse than that as well for Saquon Barkley. So would you rather have Saquon or Damian Pierce and the 23 first? Yeah. Saquon for sure. I mean, you're most likely looking at a late first there. And, um, if they're trading in a way, any first that are traded right now are likely late first, no one's trading early 23 first. So with that being said, there's a trade. Obviously, when you look at these trade fighters, you don't have all the context. But this trade kind of puts the context in for us. Would you move Damian Pierce and a late first for what may be the 101? Because yeah. there was a, a singular first yes. went for Damian Pierce and a first. So I got to imagine it was a mid to late first for a 101 or a 102. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said earlier... I I'm not as high on Damian Pierce as, as you are. Um, I, I I think you know like you're seeing now that he's he's not he's getting a full workload and he's never gotten this before. We'll see if he can take care of his body and and you know, but he's on a bad offense in a very bad situation. And like unlike James Robinson, who was a top five fantasy running back, like Damian Pierce has put up how many top five performances? He's been like. A, board, a borderline wide receiver, you know, running back one for like a couple weeks in a row. And so like he just hasn't done it as far as that. And uh, Ooh, yeah, you know, he's, I, the best he's had is RB eight. Yeah. So I had someone in my DM saying he's going to be RB five the rest of the year. Right. Then after he had a big game, they were like, I told you. And I was like, I don't know what you told me, but he's still not top five RB rest season. Yep. So um, yeah. I said, maybe, yeah, maybe top 10. But not even that now. Um, so, no, I would not do that. I, I think, you know, we're talking about how you cannot get a 23 first straight up for Damian Pierce. So his value is like an early to mid second. And so you're saying an early to mid second plus a late first for Saquon. It's an okay offer, but I feel like you can get more. Yeah, the the thing to keep in mind when you're looking at these trades, though, right, I still feel like there is a huge difference between the 101 and the 102 here. Right. So uh, and, and we I haven't dug way down deep into it right now, but I feel like Bajan Robinson is the clear cut one zero one. If you do if that pick is, let's say the two, you know, the 11th and let's assume a 12 team league, 11th to 12th place teams are both two and 11 right now. You get one that you think might be the one oh one. You better be damn sure that's the 101 in this deal, in my opinion, because if it's the 102, you just wasted a move. And uh, so you got to be very sure of what that pick is going to be. And it needs to be the 101, in my opinion, to make that move. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely would move up in the draft, use Pierce and a first to move up in the draft for sure. Um, even if it's to get a, just a top five or top four pick, you would. Yeah. Um, there's some studs in this draft and the receivers, there are some good running backs in this draft class. Um, but I'm looking at the receivers and there's just, 
there's a lot. And so you can, I was just doing my rankings and you can get decent receivers at the 10, 11, 12 spot. Cause it's a good, but you're not going to get, you're not going to Quentin Johnson. You're not going to get Jackson Smith and Jegba. You're not going to get uh, any of these top tier guys. They're all going to go in the top five. And it could be just like this year. We have Brees Hall, then a big drop off. And then Kenneth Walker. If Jameer Gibbs is Kenneth Walker, then we're good to go. And he's a good running back. Um, there's also a couple other, you know, Zach Evans is a good running back. And, you know, there's probably four running backs in the, in the first we, round. I, I was so bummed. We, we talked – who did we have on the Debbie guy early in uh, the Debbie, season? Yeah, Debbie Kane talking about Blake Yes, Corum. we talked about – I brought up Blake Corum, and damn it, he had to go get hurt. I was like, son of a bitch. He, he got him – worked himself into that Heisman uh, consideration, and uh, that's likely probably no and more. And I, I, I think I have Corum as my fourth running back. Like, it's a good class. He's it so is nothing good. against Quorum either. I like Zach Charbonnet yep. is really good. Um, you got Sean Tucker. Um, like there's there's some good good running backs in this class, and uh, and the receivers are just you know stacked. Jalen Hyatt came out of nowhere. Um, so you're you're gonna see you're gonna see some some good players. Um, Rashad White. That's they'll be playing tonight. It'd be interesting to see how him and Leonard Fournette coexist. Uh, he's a player. I wish I would have got more. I kind of. Stopped drafting so much Rashad White and wanted to diversify the portfolio and started getting some Isaiah Spiller. Wish I'd go back and just got all Rashad White. <laughs> but he's my most rostered dynasty player. And it feels good to have someone like that that's on the cusp of, you know, he's he's somewhat breaking out, but he hasn't taken that full stranglehold of the backfield. Some people like I had was on a show and some people said that he was going to be a top 12 dynasty running back after that game the other day, crazy expectations, but he's still, he's looks really good. And uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I would move him right now. I think his value and the hype is for real right now. And I worry, and we I've talked about this all season long, about the outlook for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what that looks like moving into future seasons. I just don't know that the consistency is going to be there for him. Um, his yards after contact is the worst out of this rookie class at 2.38 yards per uh, yards after contact. So he's not a guy that's going to create a bunch of yardage. He really builds on the receiving background that he's going to get. And when Tom Brady's not there to dish the ball to him, we don't know what that looks like. There are a lot of quarterbacks that don't throw to the running back position. You know, Deshaun Watson, just because I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, he's one of the first one that comes to mind because I, I watched a lot of him to figure out what we were getting. And he doesn't throw the ball to the running back or at least didn't in Houston. Yesterday was a little seemed like a weird situation, but we won't get into that. Um, so there's a lot of volatility in Rashad White's future. And I would be looking to take that hype and package him and move him into a much better situation uh, where I can move him for Swift straight up, where I can move him for a 23 first straight up. There are a lot of moves. Mike Evans straight up. I don't know if I'd do that one. That's a little bit closer for me. But if I can turn Rashad White and the hype that is him into Swift or a 23 first, I'm going to take that that because it's already an improvement on my investment right now. Yeah, and those are, I mean, those are pretty good. That's pretty good value. Yeah. Um, and, you know, going back to the situations, like we just talked about Damian Pierce. 
Bryce Young or, or some, no one's going to fix that situation overnight. It's not going to, there's, it's very unlikely that the Houston Texans offense is better than the Tampa Bay offense, no matter who's at quarterback. And we talked about it on the quarterback free agency show. There's a lot. And if they did want to go shopping for quarterbacks next year, Geno Smith would look good in that offense. You got um, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he would look good in that offense. So like there are some options out there. Of course, like you said, if you get someone that is a running quarterback, then, you know, there's less propensity to throw the ball, check it down. But, you know, I, I don't, I don't see the situations that much different. And yeah, you, you'd rather have Rashad white than try to acquire him right now. And tonight's game could put some water on that. If they go out and Leonard Fournette has 50% or more of the carries or the touches, um, I, I just I think Leonard Fournette is going to get the goal line work and going to get some of the short short yards work. But if they're in competitive games, it's not going to be Fournette out there. It's going to be Rashad White caught nine of nine. Yep. He is you know he's a good run blocker or a good pass blocker, but Leonard Fournette's got drops, and he can't make the big plays like uh, like Rashad White you know can. So they they could be a combination very similar to a Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, um, and how they're they're used the rest of the season. And, I like that comparison. That's a that's and, a, a very good comparison. Yeah. And both those guys, you know, have been fantasy viable um, so far. Um, so let's – any other running backs you want to talk about? Pacheco? No. I No, because we're not really sure with uh, – so I, I'm good moving on okay. uh, not talking about those guys. Let's talk about receivers. And there, this, is a, this, this was a, a, a class that got shat on. People were just completely dogging this class, and if you, if you would, if you stood stood with it, you definitely benefited. There are some really, really good players in this class, and um, a lot more good players than expected. Receivers is is one hundred percent where it's at. The first receiver we're going to talk about is Garrett Wilson, and so he was my number one. A lot of people had Drake London. He was my number one. And uh, I didn't care that he went to the Jets. I still drafted him. And the best part was I get to trade from the third pick and let people get Traylon Burks and, and James Cook. And and I still got Garrett Wilson at the seventh or eighth pick. Um, 13.4 fantasy points. He leads his team in air yards. He leads his team in targets. It is not the Elijah Moore show. It is not the Corey Davis show. No matter what quarterback, even a crappy Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson's been a dog. And he could he could be a league winner this year. He's got a great, great schedule the rest of the season. And I'm not at all comparing him to Justin Jefferson, but there there is something about Garrett Wilson, not only his route running and ways of creating separation, just how smooth and confident he is out there. Like he's not a the announcer said it yesterday, like he's not a big dude. And so you don't expect him to, to be like an alpha, but he's 100% an alpha. Um, so Garrett Wilson, what are, what are we looking at with some trades? Yeah. So oh, hang on a second. Let's take that question real quick. Sorry. Yeah. I got rebuilding, a, rebuilding teams stuck with CMC. Yep. What is his, what is his dynasty value? Half PPR. Oof. Yeah. This is a, this is a hard one, but you know, the thing is, is, Supply and demand. There's not a lot of, of running backs to go around. And so he's 26 years old. He'll be on this team next year. 
Um, so he still is going to be worth at least a first round pick. Um, maybe not an early first and maybe not multiple first, but if you can get a 23 first and a 25th first or a 23 first and, you know, an early 23 second, um, similar to the CM, the, you know, the trade we just talked about earlier with Saquon Barkley, um, you're just, you're not going to get three or four first first for CMC anymore. It's just not going to happen. And you're better to trade him now because if he gets any type of in- injury, then his value is just going to continue to drop because he'll be 27 people. The last thing they saw is him walking off the field or couldn't cart off the field. And so if you can trade him this week, you know, one thing that I would, you know, if you could trade him straight up for Brees Hall or, you know, Javante Williams plus, that might be a way to do it. Um, target I, there, there's a world guys. you could get Javante plus a first for him. I, I mean, there are trades out there where Javonta Williams has gone for a singular second. Um, so if you think think about that and then you say, well, a first and a second for CMC doesn't seem crazy expensive, especially from based on what we've seen the last four, three or four weeks of him in San Francisco. If you can get Javonta Williams in a first, that's a smash deal for a rebuild team. I think yeah. Brees, you're probably doing straight up at that point. You're probably not getting anything on top. But, yeah, both of those deals are great, great moves. Yep. So, yeah, hopefully you have a contender that has Brees Hall on their team and they really want CMC. You can go make that deal happen. So what are we looking at for trades for Garrett Wilson? And thanks yes. for clicking in, Sam. So there are a lot of 23 seconds straight up for Garrett Wilson within the last couple weeks. December 3rd, Garrett That's Wilson for awful. 23 second. December 3rd, 23 second for Garrett Wilson. December 1st, Garrett Wilson and a second for a 23 first. This makes me want to go buy Garrett Wilson right now. Yeah. It, um, let's just, from a logic perspective, let's think through this. He was a mid first round pick, early to mid first round pick. Pick number 10. In the 2022 draft. You got him at 10. Either either way, he was a first-round draft pick. He has done nothing but prove that he is a legitimate wide receiver, and yet his value's gone down? Like, go shop for him. I did not expect to see that um, at all. Maybe they're just not watching the games. Um, Because this guy looks good. A 24 first. And if you look at his rest-of-season schedule – He's just going to get better. I'm right. I, I got to write his name down. Yeah. I got to go get him tonight. So if, yeah, if you can get Garrett Wilson, you might be able to flip him for more at the end of the season. Wow. He's going to, he's going to finish the season on a tear. He just, Goodness. he's, he's good. And their, their schedule is really good the rest of the season. Yeah. So the second guy is Drake London. It's been a rough year. Um, the only thing he does well is score touchdowns right now. Um, and partly it's because mm-hmm. the, the, they're the they rush the ball the second most in the league. Their quarterback is is throwing 50-50 balls every time. Uh, I think it was uh 57% catch rate for um for Kyle Pitts, and he had two drops. And so I mean it's just it's a it's a problem. And so Drake London's value has decreased. I don't know what the trade value is right now, but you could definitely you know, you talked earlier about trading away CMC. You know, Drake London is somebody that you might be able to scoop up, you know, plus for CMC 
because people are disappointed. And I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to necessarily fix it. Yeah, he's he's cheap right now. Uh, James Conner, a second and a third for Drake London. Uh, Miles Sanders for Drake London and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Drake London and a second for Garrett Wilson. His value has absolutely plummeted right now. Uh, and when he's given the opportunity, he he looks good. He, he really does. Yeah. I just don't know if I trust the organization right now. Do they hold Arthur Smith because they're technically kind of in playoff contention right now? Do they move on from Arthur Arthur Smith? And then, you know, do we trust the organization to bring in a good coach? There's just a lot going on there. New quarterback, no running back. I just, I I might be staying away even at this price right now. Yeah, I, the, the organization that goes and drafts Kyle Pitts at number four and Drake Lennon at number eight and then doesn't throw the ball, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I understand that you you have to play within the organization you have, and you're not going to throw the ball 600 times when you have a bad pass-blocking offensive line and a bad passing quarterback. But they have to get those pieces in place. The general manager – I believe was hired on after the Arthur Smith hire. So you could see the general manager possibly wanting to get his own guy. And so I could see that happening, whether they go with an offensive or defensive coach, I don't know, but um, there's definitely going to be a change at quarterback and definitely going to be a change um, in the near future. As far as the head coach, they're currently at the 10 spot. Just like we talked about earlier, they could easily move up. But right now they're at 10. That puts them, you know, they don't, I don't know if they're in play for one of these quarterbacks. Maybe they go with the Herndon Hooker, who is, uh, you know, he's coming off an ACL injury or or Will Levis. He's not, I mean, people like Hooker a lot better than Levis. Uh, I I would be shocked if they don't move to Desmond Ritter, see what they got. Likely that's going to improve draft capital and tell them what they need to do. Right. Yeah. So the next guy on the list is Chris Olave. Um, so Chris Olave plays tonight, bro. This is a sad situation. I have to cheer against Chris Olave tonight because I have, I have to play against him in a, in a, in a, in a league that I'm borderline playoffs then so that sucks that sucks he's so good you want to cheer for the guy he leads all rookies in air yard or in uh average depth of target he's the real deal i had him above garrett wilson in my rankings he was my number two wide receiver just below drake london but ahead of Traylon burks i had garrett wilson at four this this dude is legitimate man he is very good and he has already taken over that alpha mentality in New Orleans, and I don't see that changing. He did it with – he's been doing it with Andy Dalton, for crying out loud. So, I mean, is it going to get better or worse? Who knows? Uh, I don't know that it's going to get worse than – not that Andy Dalton has played poorly, but he's not an, an above-average quarterback, right? So, I, I'm very excited for Chris Olave in the future – the problem is the price. This dude is expensive. Now, I know you are a wide receiver guy in Dynasty Trades. You favor the wide receiver. Would you take Javante Williams or Chris Olave? Olave. 
Yeah, I think that one's a little bit easier because of the injury and the significance of the injury that Javonta Williams and just how piss poor the Broncos have been playing. What about Alvin Kamara and a 23 second? Oh, I love it. Easy. Okay. How about Austin Eckler and a third? I would take Olave based right. on the fact that if I look at this trade next year, who has more value? Olave has more value. The year after yep. that, Eckler is probably out of league. So right. I'm looking at long-term value. Plus, if you look at it side by side, they're not too far off. I know Eckler, if you need him this year, you probably got to stick with the Eckler side but I am not going to be the guy that trades Chris Olave for Eckler just so I can try to win it this year because, I mean, Eckler's 27 years old, man. All right. Here, here I'm putting you to the test now. You've taken Olave, the wide receiver, in all three running back trades, but I might challenge you on this one. Straight up, he went for Brees Hall. Would you rather have Brees Hall or Chris Olave? Ugh. And that happened on the 29th of November. That one's tough. Um, you know, running backs are so hard because this is exactly what happens with running backs. You know, they get hurt and they're, you know, they're they're done. Um, depends on the team makeup. If I'm rebuilding, I'd rather Olave. Um, if I am, and I know that sounds strange because they're the same age, but if I'm rebuilding. By the time I'm done rebuilding, Brees Hall's 25-26. Olave's 25-26. So I would take Brees Hall if it's just I'm ready to go next year because Brees Hall is going to be a top 15 back next year. Yeah, that's where I'm at with that one is if I'm looking to compete next season, I'm I'm keeping Brees Hall or I'm taking the Brees Hall side. If I'm in a two- to three-year rebuild – I'm going to take the Chris Olave side because we've talked about that before, right? You always, always, always start with the wide receivers in a rebuild. If you're going to completely blow up your team, you get draft picks and you you go with young wide receivers. And that's then you that's what you use as your foundation. Running backs are typically the last thing that you add. Yeah, you see it. I'm rebuilding in Kings. I've stripped it down. I got a couple pieces left to trade off. But I have a Monroe St. Brown and Jamar Chase, and I'll rebuild off of that. Yep. Um, we got we got a couple more players to go through, almost done. Um, Christian Watson. Let's just we'll go straight to him. Goodness. He is absolutely on fire. Goodness. He is someone that I was 100 percent wrong on. I thought Christian Watson was just a terrible draft pick. And I thought this guy was just, you know, he had no production. No production in college, and he didn't deserve being a second round draft pick. He does that part still true? He didn't deserve being a second round draft no, pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. he should have been no. a first. Um, this guy is he's Mike Evans, but faster. I mean, he's he's the regression's gonna come, he's not gonna score one and a half touchdowns again every game, yeah. But no. I think he's got seven touchdowns in the last three weeks. Uh, but, he, I think he's got a touchdown, isn't it like four or five weeks in a row? Well, he had three the one game. I'm pretty sure he's had a touchdown in, let me look. Yeah. It, four games in a row. Four games in a row he's had yeah, a touchdown. Four games in a row, seven touchdowns. 
He's been a top six wide receiver four straight weeks. Yeah, and so um, at this point of the season, and I believe this counts yesterday, Christian Watson, who has only played a handful of games, is... Number 20. Wide receiver 20 is where I've got him at right now. And that's missing three games and not really playing until week 10. What my my I don't know why my scoring's different. I have I do not have meant do you have a half half point PPR? Uh this is a half point PPR league. Yep. And no bonuses or anything crazy like that. Yeah, I'm just looking at, at uh okay. Um on fantasy pros, he's wires here 40. Yeah, so this, this has him at 20. So as far as you know, Christian Watson, you could trade him for a whole lot right now. And so is Traylon, is he someone that you're, you're trading high? Is he someone that you're, you're, you know, Marcus Grant would say you guys can't have nice things. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, market I'm, like? I'm going to get him right. There's two trades here that I really, really like from a rebuild. Um, when I'm rebuilding and getting wide receivers, I like to get, pieces that I've seen on the field, right? Because then it just gives me a little bit of control, right? With those draft picks, yeah, you might watch them in college, but you don't really know how it's going to translate to the NFL until you see them on the, the NFL field. So you're going through this situation right now, Dave. You are the Cooper Cup owner in a league. I don't, I'm not sure if you were able to move him or not in the league that you have him, would you move Cooper Cup for Christian Watson and a fourth? Basically, straight up Cooper Cup for Christian Watson. Yeah. Right? That's the value he's bringing right now. Christian I'm gonna Watson. Send that off. I'm going to send that off for right now. Right? <laughs> Christian Watson and Jamison Williams for two firsts. Now, context matters here. Those firsts definitely can't be super early firsts. But those that's a move I'm also willing to make. If I've got two firsts and I can go get Jamison Williams and Christian Watson, you may be looking at that trade next year. If Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay and that chemistry that they've built just continues to grow, he could be worth that on his own, let alone adding Jamison Williams to it. So he's bringing some pretty good value right now, but I think I'm willing to, I think I'm willing to hold or go get him. Now, that's difficult, too, because it's a pretty volatile situation if you think about it. Aaron Rodgers may not be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers next year. So what does that do to Christian Watson if they move to Jordan Love or if they bring in a free agent quarterback or whatever? It may be different. Looked and pretty good point, with Jordan Love against the Eagles. He he was. He was. That's true. One, Do we think Jordan Love is going to be the quarterback, though? What One target, 65 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I just sent that offer. We'll see what they do. But, uh, yeah, it's we'll, – we'll, we'll see. I, I, I just – I think people that were high on him don't – don't pull anything. Be doing your victory laps, you know. Relax, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not trading him away if I have him, and I do have him in a couple leagues because he just 
finally got the right price. Like the beginning of the season, I didn't get any Christian Watson. Yeah, I, you had to, I you have zero shares. You had to pay zero. a fourth, fifth, or sixth pick. Yep. But after like people chill out, I was able to get him at like 110, 111. And so I got him at my August drafts. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think if I redraft, if you redrafted the class, there's an argument to make him the number one or number three, but he's definitely not in the six, seven, eight range that I had him before. Yeah, he's, I, I yeah. He could very well be number three. Very and, well. And I I mean, I wouldn't blame anyone taking number one. I mean, I, I still have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson above him, but I, I can see someone making the argument to take him overall, take him the, the, the one overall, because he's got the he's got the size they don't have to be an out like, to be one of those outside guys. But I just like I said, I, I think you know, just like a CD Lamb and a Justin Jefferson, they're very slight build. And they've put on a little bit of weight, um, but Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are those kind of the guys that are, you know, even like an Odell Beckham, like the size is not, they're not Julio Jones and DK Metcalf. Right, right. But speaking of size, Traylon Burks. And Traylon Burks was someone that you could have bought low here a couple weeks ago. And then, you know, the last couple weeks, he's had kind of some flukes. Like they're instead of, they don't like, there was not a fake spike. But nobody expected the Titans to go for a bomb when they were like expected to run the clock out. And so he got a 50-yard bomb to end the game. And then he got a gift in the end zone because Derrick Henry fumbled the ball at the one. And so almost all of his fantasy production the last two weeks before yesterday came on those type of plays. A fake a bomb at the end of the play, and then a fumble scoop score in the end zone. I think is called a, uh, I think it's a rushing touchdown. And then yesterday he catches a nice, nice pass. Might've been his only catch of the day. And he gets knocked out. So you have, you know, Chris Olave and Traylon Burks already have a concussion this year. Um, thoughts on Traylon Burks. I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan of him coming out of Arkansas. Um, the separation was an issue. Uh, I get he's a big physical guy, uh, but I'm just, I just don't, I have not seen it actually translate on the field consistently. The problem is you can't get really anything of value for him right now, right? He went for David and Joku and a third, or I, I'm sorry, it was David and Joku and a second for Traylon Burks and a third, right? I, that, I'm not doing that move. I took Traylon. If I drafted him, he was a top six rookie draft. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think that's his value right now. I, it is not good. It is. It is not good right now. There are a lot of package deals of him and a slew of firsts and seconds for Jamar Chase. Him and Kenneth Walker for Jamar Chase. Traylon Burks for two seconds and Jamichael Hasty. Uh, Traylon Burks in a first for Tony Pollard. Um, Traylon Burks for DeAndre Hopkins straight up. Traylon Burks for Alec Pierce and a 24 first. Like, none of those deals are like, yeah, I'm going to move Traylon Burks for that. It, it just – No, it, it's very I'm underwhelming. I'm the opposite. When you're reading those off, in my head I'm going, yeah, I would trade that for Traylon. I would do that. I would, And I'm not even yeah. a huge fan. I was the guy that was – like putting Traylon Burks highlights 
in the group chat as I put 103 on the block. <laughs> and like I was encouraging people to take him because yeah. I know that people fall in love with landing spots and yep. all of a sudden their seventh receiver or their, you know, Clyde Edwards turns into the number one pick. And yep. so I was like, you know, you guys can have Christian Watson and Traylon Burks. I want Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson later or Jameson Williams. And yep. so, um, yeah. So I, I think he, I think his value is rebounding. That's three weeks in a row with a touchdown, even though he got hurt. And I, if somebody sent me that third and whatever, it was just disrespectful. I can't believe that trade went through. Yep. Um, but two seconds, if one of them's high or they're both high, I can see it. Um, but he's another one. Maybe you should go make some offers. Um, you know, it sounds hey. like he's. I mean, if you like him, he's affordable right now. Well, it's um, it, we if I drafted him at 104, I've got to wait for there to be an uptick, right? I need there to be something for me to sell him on right now. And I, I'm in a, the leagues that I'm in, the guys are pretty savvy, right? They see those touchdowns or flukes and they're like, whoa, 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 don't, don't be trying to upsell me right now because it ain't going to work, right? So you have to wait for some legitimate a two game legitimate run for there to be really any value in some of these well, I, leagues. And I, I, it's tough. I only have Traylon Burks in one league and it's my draft night out redraft league. So um, I, don't have him, I don't have I him in zero dynasty leagues. So I could go after him and, you know, some of these trades and it's, it's never, do you like the player or not? I love Justin Jefferson, but I can't, I can't trade my whole team for him. So I only have I only have Justin Jefferson on one or two dynasty teams. Jamar Chase, I love Jamar Chase, but I only have him on one dynasty team. I do not have Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase on a single dynasty team. I refuse yeah. to pay that price. Well, I drafted I drafted Jamar Chase in the the for my first pick, but in the other league, I, I traded the Jonathan Taylor pick. Yep, and I got Justin Jefferson, Ju- just Justin Herbert, and another pick. Yep. So I did the exact same thing. I moved back. I ended up with Jam- Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, and Justin Herbert. But the, that league is an empire, and it got freaking shut down before it worked for me. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, oh, I was so mad. And any more receivers before we go into the tight ends? Get out of here. Uh, I, I really like George Pickens. We talked a little bit about him. His air yard, his average depth of target is huge. He has the skill set. He's just a knucklehead. He is just, he's got an attitude problem. And I was talking to, so I live in the Pittsburgh area. I'm in the Ohio, across the state line in Ohio, but I work in the Pittsburgh area. Huge amount of Steelers fans at work. We were talking and I told him, I said, look, my feelings about it, that attitude issue is not going to be corrected as long as Mike Tomlin is the head coach of that football team, because he's not, that's just not what he he likes that kind of attitude, right? He festers that attitude a little bit. And until they find a guy who's going to come in and fix that, I think you may have yourself a problem child on your hands if it goes uncorrected for too long. I think they need to move on from Mike Tomlin. That's not me. I, I as a Browns fan, I hope they keep him because I don't think he's that great of a head coach at this point. But I think George Pickens is a guy to keep an eye on because the talent is ass absolutely off the charts right now see i'm i'm the opposite with with george pickens for and first of all mike tomlin did a pretty nice job holding antonio brown 
at bay for a long time. Nobody I don't think I, Antonio Brown had a problem until he got hit by Burfick, nah, nah, which was they, like a year before he left Pittsburgh. No, he got paid. <laughs> he got paid. This isn't a CTE commercial. Know, he man. turned into an absolute wild man after the Steelers. Mike Tomlin, he's, you know, he's, you know, th- this guy's coach for a long time, had a lot of success. Yes. Yep. And he's had a lot of difficult personalities. And he's managed him well. Antonio Brown, that was a problem. And we're like, wow, why did the Steelers give a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown? Oh, because he's crazy. Um, <laughs> that was that was a good trade. You know, the Buffalo Bills dodged a bullet with that one. And uh, for me, Pickens is, you know, he highlight catches are crazy. But I said it on the show the other day. You get no style points. And this guy is not like he's not doing the things Garrett Wilson is doing as far as the route running. Any one oh, of these yeah. highlights, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Any one of these highlights, no. have you seen where like he's created a whole bunch of separation? No, he's like Mike Williams. That's like that's the type of player he is. He's a jump ball receiver, and I'm afraid he's going to get hurt with all these crazy catches because he's just crashing on the ground. But the knucklehead stuff that was way before. It was. It was. It was, it was he, he was that time. way. My, it's the reason he was second round pick. He he's not Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave because he didn't really have a ton of playing time in college. He was hurt a lot in college. That route running can come, right? That the Pittsburgh Steelers have been very good historically, both drafting and developing wide receivers. So yeah. that doesn't that doesn't scare me because I think they can continue to develop him into a guy that is a better route runner than he is right now. And when you cut, if you can couple that with the style <laughs> points and the Mike Williams style of play, that's a top ten wide receiver. That's a top ten dynasty receiver. Yeah, if you so, can stay healthy. Yeah. And uh, I just again, we see the highlights and people go crazy on Twitter. And I'm like, wow, George Pickens. And I'm like, he had six fantasy points. Why is he trending right now? (laughs) And, you know, it's just like he he does all that stuff. And, like, I I like George Pickens. I thought the Bears should have drafted him. I thought the Colts should have drafted him. And Alec Pierce has played better than George Pickens. And he hasn't had much better play as far as a quarterback. And so, I don't know. I think George Pickens is a guy that I would sell if I had him just because I think there's a lot of people in love with him. I don't like the personality, and I just I think he is more of a one-trick pony. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with the Pierce because Pierce has less fantasy points per game and less average depth of target. So the yeah. the metric that you kind of look at, like, eh, is he really? Yeah, we better? can we can scratch the Pierce yeah. thing off of there. I just think in general, people like him a lot more than what you're actually getting from him. Like, how many weeks can you really start him? Was he have one touchdown this year? I did offer a late first and got shut down for him. Yeah, like you're. So if, if I could he's, move, he's bringing some value. If I could move George Pickens and and get some of these players that I like more, I would do it. It's not that I di- dislike George Pickens. It sounds like I actually absolutely hate the guy, but I just I I just try to make a point that I think you know I see a lot of people on Twitter that are just in love with him, like he's yeah. done something. And yep. That's fair. All he's done is make some highlights, in my opinion. He's he needs to do more on the field, and then the off the field, not the off the field, on the field attitude stuff is you know it can be a problem. Don't get me wrong. DK Metcalf's got an issue. He's got an attitude issue. He gets 
He got just yesterday. He got a personal foul. Yep. You see it all the time. So, and he's still young. DK Metcalf's a lot younger than people think. Um, anybody else? One more. So I, I want to get your perspective on this. I talked a lot just now. Jamison Williams get, comes back first game out, plays a little bit of special teams. Very weird. Gets one target. Obviously doesn't do anything, right? It's his first game back after that ACL tear in the national championship game. Where are you at with Jamison Williams? What would you be willing to offer an early second? Do you think that would get it done? What 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 can we expect from him moving forward? I don't think an early second would get it done. If you have Jamison Williams on your team, you did not hold him on your team for me to go and take him from you for an early <laughs> second round pick, in my opinion. Um, but I do know that people get desperate on the trade deadline and me included. I've made some deals at the trade deadline that I was like, man, that was, that was stupid. You know, like, why did I, I was just, I was desperate. You know, you get trade deadlines Thursday. I only have one person that is actually willing to make a deal that has a receiver and he wants to, you know, like, like I said, with Damian Pierce the other day, I, I did not want to trade Damian Pierce for unless I was getting a first round pick. I was no way. Then two weeks later, I'm like, all right, I'll do it for a second. If, if, <laughs> I'll take if what I can get. If I can get Terry McLaurin <laughs> and a second, yeah, I'll take it. You know, no. but like I would, you know, I would not accept that trade in my in my opinion, but like I could see someone doing it. And and you know, we've seen some of the trades you talked about today where I've just like my eyes popped out of my head because I'm going, no, no way. But uh you know, Jamison Williams is another one of those players where you're not going to get a lot of production this year. Even if he starts next week, you're not going to see him be a thing this year, in my opinion. And in that, as a contender, you're looking at, you're evaluating your team and what can I sell that is not going to hurt my team now? Because if you're a contender, you're not trading away Amon Ross St. Brown or Austin Eckler even if all, even in that, like the trade we talked about earlier, like maybe you do go and trade Crystal, you know, trade Brees Hall for Chris Olave because you want the points now and you need a third or second receiver. And yep. so yep. that guy might make the deal and trade Jamison Williams for George Pickens or Jamison Williams for uh, uh, Keenan Allen or Tyler Lockett. Mike Evans is one that happened. Jamison Williams for Mike Evans. What? Jamison Williams for a 24 first. That's why I asked about that early 23 second. Jamison Williams in a third for Deontay Johnson and Ryan Tannehill. That's a little bit different because it's super flex. I get that. But the, the I, it's very odd because while I agree with what you're saying, most people who held Jamison Williams should not be taking these deals, but they are right now. Yeah. And, so and, and this, you know, anytime you write an article, anytime you put a trade poll, everyone, you know, they look and they think of their value and right. they think the fantasy world is one person and they say that would never happen. It will. It, <laughs> it will. has. Yeah. You know, you can put a, any trade poll up there and there's always that five to 10% that you're going, what? Did they read the, this wrong? <laughs> yep. And yeah, oh, there's yeah. probably a couple percent are just trolls, but there's people out there that are homers. There's people out there that are casual fans. There's people that just really want that player on their team. And, you know, sometimes they, they look, you know, they end up being, they end up being wrong. 
And sometimes they end up being right. Like if you would have traded Christian, if you would have traded Christian Watson, you would have told me four weeks ago, I just traded 2023 first Christian Watson. I would have said, good luck. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and then now if you said it, yeah. I'd be like, dude, that's, that's, you gotta, you gotta steal this Black Friday. Yeah. And yeah. so like things can change. Things can change. I had a, a deal that I made this off season that got a whole lot of commotion in the league. I, a guy offered me, um, he offered me Christian McCaffrey and, and Ken Walker for Joe Mixon and, and, uh, Damian Pierce and all off season, everyone was, you know, looking at him like that was stupid. Then the beginning of the year, he looked pretty smart. Yep. Oh yeah. And now recently it's been on my side of things. And then now yep. everybody's hurt and it's kind of draw. It's a moot point. Yeah. And so like <laughs> things can change so rapidly. So, um, but again, Jameson Williams for me is another player that I'm targeting. If I'm rebuilding, if you don't want to give me 2023 first, or you only have a late 2023 first, I value Jamison Williams above a 2023 late first. So I will take him for that. You know, it's, okay, you can keep your 2023 first. It's going to be a 10, 11, 12 spot. I'll take Jamison Williams. And you could have Keenan Allen, who just had an amazing play yesterday. Yep. And yep. So like that's that's the kind of move that I would do because you you obviously you want to trade your players for the best assets but you also need to get an asset that they're willing to give. Yep. And they'd be more willing to give a player that's not going to help them now or not have that 23 first off their roster because everybody likes that lottery ticket. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, tight end. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So we're getting out of here. Just two tight ends to talk about. Greg Dulcich, he was number one tight end this week so far. Probably, you know, could be the number one tight end the rest of the week. We don't have any you know, Mark Andrews or Kelsey playing tonight. It was down week for tight ends. But with Cortland Sutton out, he could have a good rest of the season. He's someone that I might be talking about on Thursday. But I, I think he's someone that you could target right now and you could get him for fairly cheap because of the fact that he is with Russell Wilson on a terrible offense. And that good game yesterday came without a touchdown. He had a touchdown called back, but not everyone knows that. Yeah, I mean, he's got a big range, right? Greg Dolchik for a 23 first. Greg Dolchik for a 23 second. Greg Dolchik and a third for Jamal Williams. Greg Dolchik and a third for Pat Fryermuth. Uh, so he's got a, you know, he's one of those guys that it really just depends on your league and how they perceive him, how they see him. You can get him Apparently super cheap. Apparently you can get him. have to. You have to pay for pay a first. Apparently, you can get him for Garrett Wilson. Oh, <laughs> based, Garrett. On those, based on those offers, Garrett Wilson was going oh, for yeah, a yeah, second yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. He's get you get Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks for him. Apparently, Wouldn't that be nice. Um, and then the last the last guy is Trey McBride. He hasn't really done anything. He was the number one tight end coming out. He's for me. He's a pretty good buy low candidate. Zach Ertz on the mend. He's gonna be thirty three next year. What are your thoughts on Trey McBride? Last one before we go. I've sent a couple trade offers out. Trade deadline is tonight at mid tonight. Whenever this game is over, trade deadline closes. And he's a guy, they were on bye week this week. You better buy him before he has a good game at the end of the year. Because look, 
Zach Ertz is not going to be ready at the start of next season. They drafted him to come in. He was the best tight end in the draft from an athletic standpoint last year. And I see him getting involved. They need that other aspect of the offense. They used Zach Ertz a shit ton when he was healthy. So I see, you know, maybe not all the targets that Zach Ertz was getting, but a good portion of them are going to be fed in to Trey McGuire. Trey McBride and I think now is the time to go buy him coming off of the bye week and just throw some cheap offers out there see if you can get him see if you can get him for a late 23 second I would pay a late 23 second for him shit start with an early third and see what happens you know just work your way into it but I'd start spamming a couple offers out tonight during the game and just start to drum up a little bit of conversation between you and that Trey McBride owner yeah, there's a couple other interesting tight ends. Daniel Bellinger's interesting. Um, he's it's someone five that, catches, right? Yeah, five this for week. 24 yards. Um, yeah. But hey. yeah, he's he's got three or four touchdowns this year already. It was his first game back after orbital surgery from a broken face. Um, <laughs> you have uh, Chigo Zigwa, or I'm not gonna say the name wrong, but he had a like Tennessee. Three, yeah, Tennessee Titans tight end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Janu Smith part two. Um, he's someone that's developing. Um, you also Jelani Woods, who had a perfect RAS score. Um, this guy is an absolute athlete. You know, his comparison is Kaseki. Um, you know, he's a fourth round pick. Um, like these guys are interesting, you know, for late stashes. You're normally not going to see tight end production until year three or four, anyways. But these are guys that you can get just thrown in on trades or just stashed. Um, you know, just think about it. So the last thing, Kayshawn Boutte was going to be a potential first-round pick this year. He had a rough, rough season. He's going to stay for his senior year at LSU. Probably a good idea for him. Um, it probably means he heard some things from the scouts that say he probably was not going to be a first-round pick. And this is a stacked receiver class, so he's going to move to the 2024 class. So he stays there. Um so he'll be with you know Marvin Harrison Jr. and some of those other guys in the 2024 class. All right. Well, it's game time. As always, good luck this season. Cheers.